moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Malls to the People. My name is Asa Nilsson, and I am your host. Today, I'm sitting in Houston, Texas, in my brother-in-law's chair. May he rest in peace at his desk. And I am feeling him all around me. Gosh, he was a gem, a gem of a human being, and we have now celebrated his life at his vigil, at his funeral, at a beautiful luncheon, at an open house where all these friends came to visit and stopped by and told nice stories and ate crawfish and ate shrimp and sandwiches. And it was such a gorgeous time to be here, to bear witness the life of a 68-year-old man who has made such an impact on so many people being himself. And that was the thing with my brother-in-law. He never tried to be something that he was not. Now, to me, that is uh, something that I really try to aspire to be more like, you know, a mentor. Like, who do you have as your mentors that you can look at and think, I want to be more like them. Not necessarily when I grow up. I mean, I've known this person for 50 plus years of my life. But, you know, the the thing where people say that it doesn't matter what people say, it matters what people do. What are your actions? What are the actions that reflect who you really are? Because character is always revealed. That is one of my favorite sayings to say to somebody when Somebody acts surprised that, wow, I wasn't expecting this person to be like this. Where'd that come from? They hadn't showed me that before. And I say, you know, it's only a matter of time that people will reveal really their truest nature and who they are. And um, I believe also that when we have people in our lives that are hurting or that hurt you, they are hurting back, right? So they are the ones that are hurting. That is why they are hurting you. But also people who are mean, they're 
Maybe they have been treated poorly in their lives, so now they are responding to what they know to be normal. But what I do know is I don't want to be around that. I don't, I choose not to be around that. And now being a kind of like a witness at my brother-in-law's funeral and seeing his brother stand in front of us and share such, I mean, this most beautiful poem and my niece, Kristen, stood in front of us and did a eulogy, and her husband, Josh, did a eulogy. I mean, what? Right? I think, first off, it's awful that it had to happen. It's terrible. It's tragic that Jay is gone. But what a legacy he has left. What a legacy. And being in this place and watching all these people, how lucky we could be how lucky we could be to have half of this, half of the people saying, wow, also she did a really good job. She was a really nice person. She was there for me when I needed a friend. She was there for me when I needed a listening ear. She was a good friend. She was a good sister. She was a good daughter. She was a good wife. You know, those things matter. It matters that I am doing the best that I can because, trust me, you, I have been very many ugly, ugly faces here. This this person right here has been so many different versions of what I am today. And ultimately, when I check in with myself, I know when I'm not being my highest. I know when I am not reacting at my best, meaning coming from love, Right When I react in a negative way, when I act out in fear, when I don't come to the world with love first, I am the one that is impacted the most. Yes, outwardly, you may be impacted because maybe I say something hurtful. Maybe I react, I lash out, I have impatience. Yeah. Um, but listening to these people talk about Jay, he was unpatient too. He was impatient with many things. But then with important things, he was super patient. He sat back. He listened. He asked questions. He was curious. I love that. I love that. I love not having to know everything, knowing I don't have to know everything. And, you know, this, this death that my family has now experienced the passing of Jay, I think that we all are looking at ourselves. And that's the power that Jay had. He had you look at yourself to be, wait a minute, this joy, this this family, this responsibility that I have to the world starts here first, right here first. So who am I? Am I a woman of my word? Am I a woman of character? Do I say what I'm going to do and do it? Do I stand up for people maybe that cannot stand up for themselves? Am I a good friend with a hand to hold somebody if they're falling? Can I quickly react and say, hey, let me help you out here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is, this is what is the most important thing in the world to me. So more moths to the people, right? This this movement that I have created with my friend Angela and now with you being 
in this with me. You're on the road with me. You're on the path with me. We're together. We're together on this. So to experience a death in the middle of doing the work of the Swedish death cleaning, it's it's almost divine. It's divine to understand on a deeper level the importance of what it is that we can have as an impact on another. So I'll tell you, my sister, my oldest sister, Annalie, the one whose husband just passed away, she is 10 years my senior, and I'm going to help her. We, we are heading out of here on Wednesday. Today is Monday. So I have two days. I've got this afternoon and I've got tomorrow to help her start doing already some death cleaning in her home. And we're going to decide what that's going to look like together. And then I'm going to give her a game plan. I'm going to give her a game plan of what she can work on herself. And then I'm going to come back. I'm flying back to America to be with my sister to help her do death cleaning in her home so that she has extra hands. She's got my experience. She's got my expertise. And she's got someone by her side to help her through the most difficult time of her life. That is what this process involves. And I needed to feel and to observe all of this because it only is going to make me stronger. It's going to make me better. It's going to make me more loving. It's going to make me more patient. It's going to make me more Jay, right? Stay curious, Asa. Stay curious. You don't have to know everything. I don't have to have all the answers. Gosh, you know what a relief that is to me? To allow myself that pressure valve of, I don't have to know everything, but I know what I'm good at. And I know that I'm good at moving things, getting things out, organizing things, talking through a process, talking through feelings, being present, being noticing that my emotional intelligence is supremely high. I have very high feelings. I feel, I sense, I know when things are going on. I can feel when the energy in the room changes. I can tell when somebody is sad and they need to take a break. You know this? How can you, last week's episode was how do you become the executive, the CEO over your life? This is a part of me recognizing, wait a minute, I don't have to be embarrassed to say that I'm actually good at this. You know, I've been so used to poo-pooing myself in front of everybody like it's like my job to make myself look less than what I am for decades. And, you know, who is that really serving? Does that make the other person feel better about themselves if I minimize myself? I don't know. But that's not my job. That's not my job to make myself look less than in front of someone else with the thought that if I do that, then they will feel better about themselves, as if that is my job or within my control to have somebody else feel better about themselves if I say something rude, like demeaning about me. No, no, that's a part of being a CEO of my life. How do I take control of what is out of control? What is out of control in my life right now, in my opinion? What is it? What is it? Too much stuff. Minimizing your belongings. Getting things fixed. Like seeing things. Like I see things are broken. But, I mean, 
is it a critical break? Like, you know, it's like I analyze enough in myself to say, well, okay, that's going to cost $30. That's going to cost $300. Is there a hole in the house? Like on the outside of the house where like water is leaking? Then that is a priority, right? So what am I putting my head in the sand about? Because CEOs don't put their heads in the sand, right? They include other people on their team to help them see things they cannot see, learn things that they do not know because you got to ask the questions. And, you know, my brother is here too, my brother Ulf, God love him, and uh, he is the second to the oldest, so Annalie is the oldest, and then my brother Ulf, and then my sister Eva, and then Maria, and then myself. And Ulf is going to be here for a little bit longer, and Ulf is excellent at seeing, okay, this is broken, let's fix it. Let's fix it. Let's just get it fixed. I'm like, oh, that, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's just fix it. Let's fix it right now. And then he'll go to the store and he'll, but he knows how to put everything together. He knows how to fix things. I mean, there's been, interestingly here in my sister's house, I mean, everything has been working beautifully for 30 years, right? And then all of a sudden when everybody's here, there's two water leaks in the house in one day that we discover. Then there is the um, the water, the disposal thing under the sink. That thing cracks and water's pouring out of that. You know, it's like, Nothing has been broken for years, years and years and years. And it's like when it rains, it pours, right? And my sister, Annalie, God love her. She's got all this going on. She's trying to plan her husband's funeral. She's got family all over the place. She's got little grandkids running around laughing and having a good time and dogs and puppies and da 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 And we're just like, okay, you know what, Annalie? Go sit down, go relax, go over there, have a hangout, go get a glass of wine. We're going to fix this. Don't you worry. You know, it's uh, it's been so nice to be able to love and support my sister in a way that is so loving and she is allowing it, which is, God, what a gift, what a gift to be allowed to love somebody. She allows us to help her. She is seeing, I don't, I can't do this on my own. You don't have to. You're never alone. We have each other. How can you see that you have support around you if you're feeling alone or if you feel like nobody cares? No, nobody's, nobody's got time to help me. People always want to help us. Of course they do. Ask. We have to ask for help. We can't expect people to be coming to us giving, here, let me do this for you. No, we have to be able to know what it is that our needs are. So this is all this beautiful messaging that are just like kind of dropping to me from my beautiful brother-in-law. He was a huge Giants fan. He's got Giants, you know, pictures of Giants players. You know, he's got a beautiful, humongous picture of a Jaguar, E-type Jaguar that he completely renovated from scratch. He's done two of them and one for each of his girls. He's given them to his girls. You know, it's, those were his passions. His daughters were his passions, his wife and travel and his family. He loved everyone so much. I want to love everyone so much. I want to be having my passions that I can leave, my legacies that I can leave, so part of my legacy is doing the Swedish death cleaning because when I walk out of my sister's house, when it is done, she will be closing a chapter of her life. I've got a beautiful new client in Stockholm. 
we're going to be doing the same thing. I mean, he's leaving his apartment and we'll be closing it out. We're going to be closing it out. He's leaving a chapter of his life and I get to be a part of that. I get to be by his side when he is going to his next place, his next step. I'm going to be here when my sister gets to go on her next step. I have the pleasure of sitting in this chair that this powerful man worked from so diligently his entire life. And after he takes his retirement, he starts to get sick. I don't want to live that. I don't want to experience that. I want to live today. I am living today. Where are you hearing this message? Are you getting the message? Are you getting the message? Do you want to retire to start living your life? What do you need to experience today? What do you need to create for yourself today? It's the best day of my life. This is the best day of my life. Say that. Say that to yourself when you wake up in the morning. This is the best day of my life. And tell me that you don't feel differently. Because you will. You know how I know? Because I've done it. I do it. I forget. I've forgotten now for a while. But I have a reminder in my telephone every day. This is the best day of your life, Asa. At 9 a.m. every day, that alarm goes off on my telephone. Best day of your life. Yes, it is, God. Yes, it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, I pulled a tarot card before I did this recording today. And I asked God, please tell me, what does the world need to hear from us today, God? What, what message can we share from our hearts that somebody needs to hear today? And I pulled the hermit card. This is the hermit card. Now, the hermit card isn't a sign of, oh, I don't have anybody in my life. Everybody hates me. I'm a hermit. Now, this means this is important for us to have alone time, to get some alone time so that we can think and we can feel and we can plan, dream, create, draw in our mind's eye so that we can be the CEO of our lives, so we can be realizing what is mine, what is mine ultimately to fix, manage, and work on every single day. What can I ask other people for help with? You know, these things, these kinds of questions, these kinds of answers come when we have quiet, when we're in the shower, when we're driving our car, when we're getting on the bus and we're going to work, when we may be working or reading a book, you know, these, the release of the to-dos and just being when we are just are alone. And sometimes we can't get alone time. Sometimes we may have so many people around us, but we still have a way to go inside of our head and kind of like go click, click disconnect from the outside. And if that is all you can do, then that is all you can do. And that is perfect. That is perfect. There's no, there's no rules here. Yeah. But what is incumbent upon us is it's time. 
It's time for us to have some alone time wherever you can get it, wherever you can ground yourself, wherever you get reconnected to body, mind, soul, wherever you can connect to Mother Earth. Where that, that might mean just, again, walking outside, walking on the concrete, taking your dog for a walk, walking to the bus, sitting right here right now with my feet, both feet, putting both feet on the ground right now so I can ground myself. So I can be here, I can be present and consider we're flying out of here on Wednesday. I've got a day and a half left in Houston, Texas. What kind of a difference can I make for my sister and for her daughters so that we can make her feel more comfortable inside of this new phase of her life, which she didn't expect was going to be happening at this age, 66 years of age? She didn't expect to be a widower at 66. Who does? Nobody expects to become a widower. Yeah. So what do we do? We got to make some plans. We got to think things through. What do we want to do? How do I want this to look? I mean, yesterday, my siblings and I were sitting around on the sofa. And my brother's telling me what he wants when he dies, that he wants to be cremated and that he wants this. And my sister's like, yeah, and I want this. And then this person says, I want this. And this person says, I want this. I'm like, this is it. These are the conversations. Are you kidding me? These are life and death conversations, the most beautiful conversations we'll ever have in our lives. Nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of. Just talking about it doesn't make it happen. Writing it down. Writing it down. Getting it to your lawyer. Getting it to a family member so somebody knows what your wishes are. Having witness to what your wishes are. Because it's coming. The day's coming, my friend. Let's hope it's not when you're 56, 66, 68. Let's hope not when you're 25. It can happen anytime. That's not to be horrifying. That's not to be scary. It's not to be dark and gloomy. Get some alone time. Get some time by yourself and consider what it is that makes you happy. Consider who makes you happy. And who do you want to make happy? It's not just about what are you getting, right? Like, what can I give? So much more important to what can I give? Because everybody's like, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. Flip it around. Let me give, let me give, let me give, let me give, let me give. And then all of a sudden, these things that you want, so sneakily, beautifully, start coming in. It just starts pouring in starts pouring in when it's not the focus, when the focus is flipped to what can I give? What can I do, God? Who can I help? Who can I see? Who can I lift right now? That's what I want you to consider. That is what I want you to consider when you're having your alone time with your hermit, hermit self. And a hermit just means going within, going within wherever you are, going for a walk, taking taking a minute and feeling in what it is that you need right now, this day, because today is the day that you have this moment, carpe punctum, this moment, seize the moment. This is what you have. Who do you need to get it right with? How you got to get it right? You got something in your heart that's weighing you down for decades. Fix it. That's up to you. If you don't, that's cool. I mean, you'll see it again. This is karma. Karma doesn't lose an address, my friend. Karma will keep coming back. We have life messages. We have life. Life always keeps coming back to 
you'll see patterns in your life of what you have recreated over and over and over again. And when you have the time going inside, taking time to reflect on your own life, you'll start to see your patterns. And you got to break the patterns. Because if you don't break the patterns, you'll continue with the karma. The karma keeps coming back until you break the patterns, you see. <laughs> so when we stop running and we just sit and we close our eyes and we open our heart to say, show me, show me what I need to see. Show me, let me feel what I need to feel. Let me get through what it is that I'm feeling versus blocking it versus hiding in the sand because I'm scared of it. I don't want to feel emotions. I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. Shows that I'm weak. Doesn't, doesn't. Crying is emotion. Emotion is energy in motion. Energy needs to move through us. Don't have to cry. Just feel, feel the feelings. Feel your feelings. Yeah so that you can get to the other side and so that you can feel what you want to feel instead of what you do feel if it doesn't feel good. That's up to us. If it doesn't feel good, change it. Look at the bottom of this. I had the Ace of Wands. This is all about fire. Got Ace of Pentacles, earthly things, wands, fire, creativity. God, we got so much inside of us. We've got so much more inside of us to give and to share. Yeah. All right. I'm going to leave you next week. I'll be back in a very, very snowy Sweden. And here in Houston, it's funny. It's not funny because people are really scared, but it's uh, it's very cold here and it's raining and snow is coming in and it's below freezing. And that is um, very hard for people here to understand because they don't even have the like any kind of tires for their cars. They don't know how to drive in snow. They don't know how to drive on ice. So um, we are praying that everybody gets home safely and that everybody is going to be staying in if they can. Yeah. So this inclement weather is something new for these Houstonians. So we're doing what we can to take care of each other. Yeah. But I will be um, back in Sweden now on Thursday morning, and then I will record my next episode at home next week. So thank you. Consider taking some time to yourself, going inside, going within to get what it is that you need so that you can make your steps to be the CEO of your own life. But remember, a CEO never does anything by themselves. They include others. They bring in others. They bring in other counsel. Yeah. Help one another. We don't need to do this alone. Ask for help if you need help. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness, for your heart, for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah. Take care. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend, Gregory Paul Donaldson, may he rest in peace, who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace 
and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.